Hey guys, I'm super stoked for the episode, but before we get started, I want to give out a quick little trigger warning. This episode does contain details about eating disorders, disordered eating, and other mental health issues. So if that is something that is triggering to you or you're struggling with, I suggest you take that into consideration. What is up, my dudes? Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm doing this. I have dreamed about this for a while, um, having my own podcast and all that fun stuff. So this is kind of surreal for me. And honestly, I am in shock that I'm going forward with this. But you know what? I'm sick of just being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, but I don't have enough time, I don't have time to do this. Well, you know what? Fuck that. We have time. It's 2022. This is the year where we're going to make time for the things that we want to do. We're not going to put things off anymore. So with that being said, I'm Abby Beatrice, and these are the vibes. So I wanted to spend this first little pilot episode just introducing myself. I figured... If you want to, you're going to be spending time with me every week, so I think it'd be nice if you knew who I was a bit. Does that sound cool? All right, sick. Well, like I said, I'm Abby. Um, I'm 20 years old, and I'm currently a college student at CU Boulder. I'm studying media production and film, and it's sick. Well, I'm minoring in film. It is sick. That is true. I originally came here... Um, into the business school and that just the business school here is great don't get me wrong but I am always been more of a right-minded creatively motivated person and the business school is definitely more left-brained logic you know rationality and that's just not my vibe so over the summer I had a realization that it's not what I wanted to do and so now I'm here But I'm not really here to talk to you guys about my whole educational background. I want to dive in more of who I am and what I'm doing here. So why did I decide to start this podcast? Well, I feel like I've really made it a large value of mine to connect with and help others. I know everyone's lived their fair share of life, but at the ripe age of 20, I'd be willing to bet that I've had some pretty unique experiences that have given me, well, kind of forced me into gaining a larger perspective and view of the world and of people. Um, so with all that, I want to take this pilot episode, like I said, just to introduce myself. I want to let you guys in on what makes me tick and what kind of things get me up in the morning, all that fun shit. So if we're going to do things chronologically, I figured I'd start with my early life. I originally grew up um, outside of Detroit, Michigan, in a smallish kind of town, kind of pretentious in my opinion. Um, not trying to throw shade, but it's no secret that Abby Butrus did not like her hometown to anyone. Um, yeah, my family life is okay. I have 
two sisters. I'm the middle. Shout out middle children out there. And I have two fabulous parents whom I love so much. Uh, My parents are actually divorced. However, they're both very much in my life. I consider myself really lucky to have that kind of situation. My parents got divorced when I was 12, just for a background. Um, I lived with my mom in our family house that I grew up in. I never, we didn't do the thing of, oh, we're packing our bags, go see dad. Oh, pack your bags again, go stay with mom. We didn't do that. I don't know if that's against some like legal rules, but that's just not what we did. That's not how our family wanted to work. And my parents are friends. They just weren't meant to be married. I always say my parents were meant to raise children together. They just weren't meant to be married. And that's why they met. And that's why our situation is the way it is. And I'm happy about it. And honestly, being the child of a divorce, in my opinion, yes, it was hard at first. But as I grew up, I got to see my parents as people. And I got to learn more about their situation, some of the ugly truths I couldn't see growing up. And you know what? It's all good now. I love them very much. And they support me through everything and just want to see me be happy. And that's all I can really ask for from my parents. And quite frankly, my parents' divorce wasn't my biggest problem growing up, if I'm going to be completely honest. When I was 15, I... My freshman year of high school, I began developing very bad images, self-images of myself. And I hated myself. I wanted to look like anyone else but me. My friendship situation, kind of like anyone's, I feel like their freshman year of high school, wasn't ideal, wasn't stable friendships. It was a lot of fake fun and fake smiles that I experienced throughout my freshman year of high school. And I feel that this manifested into me blaming it on myself and really just hating me and wanting to just crawl out of my body. I had some other situations happen my freshman year that I won't dive into now. Maybe later on if I feel open to talking about it, but not right now. But all in all... The summer after my freshman year was a bit of a down spiral, very much downward spiral. Um, I started cutting out things that I would eat. I got really depressed and just didn't hang out with anyone. I isolated. It was just everything you could imagine going wrong mentally kind of did. I didn't like my life. I didn't like myself and... That was just a horrible feeling. However, in the middle of all, in the middle of that summer when I just was on a complete down, downward spiral, I actually took a trip to Costa Rica. And I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh my god!" Like I took this magical trip and I helped like turtles, and it was just so life changing. No, none of that shit. No, I took this trip because I like to travel and I needed to get out. I'm a runner. (laughs) That makes sense. Every time something goes wrong at my house, I would run away. And if something goes wrong in my life here, I literally just want to escape. It's just part of who I am, part of what, part of my charm. So yeah. Um, But yeah, I packed my stuff, went on a little 
high school age trip to Costa Rica by myself. And I actually ended up meeting some of the best people there. And I was there for about two and a half weeks, maybe a week and a half. I don't really remember. It was a long time ago. But in those in that span of time I was there, I really felt like myself and I forgot about or I let go more so of all the food rules in my head and the self-hate and the holding myself to this rigid routine because that's what I thought would make me more desirable and I let go a little bit and I bonded with some amazing people and one of the girls that I became really good friends with I actually am still friends with today and in fact I live in the same town as her yep one of my best friends of about mm, five years now. Oh my goodness. Wait, five, six? I don't, I don't know. I'm not good at remembering those technicalities. But yeah, she is from Vermont and came to Boulder. Well, she transferred to Boulder and I'm from Michigan and I ended up coming to Boulder too. So we still remain friends and we like to tell people that we met in Costa Rica. It's kind of just a fun little fun little anecdote anyways I came back from Costa Rica and oh boy Costa Rica was such a high and I felt amazing and just wanted to grip onto that feeling forever and then I came back to my lovely little hometown and oh shit hit the fan and it was bad freaking news I just accelerated in my eating disorder and self-hate and depression and all of that stuff and just it was like horrible I just remember feeling so dimmed I felt dim I nothing would make me laugh nothing made me smile I couldn't bring myself to do anything or speak to anyone and all I wanted to do was be by myself and just avoid eating because you know being with people meant oh maybe I'll eat or someone will comment on me losing weight or something like that so I was just like you know I don't I can't do it and also nobody brought me joy and if you know me you know that if I don't vibe with you I'm not gonna I'm not going to hang out with you. That sounds kind of brutal, but it's who I am. It's part of my charm. So, yeah, I don't think it's bad. I think it's just me. Entering into my sophomore year of high school, um, pretty much the beginning of that, I, it was really bad. My health, my mental health, everything. I couldn't go to school for a full day. I did not, I was in a very dark place in my head. And, it was scary and for to say the least i'm sure i know a lot of people struggle with depression and eating disorders and any kind of mental illness that it's almost too relatable in this day and age so i'm sure a lot of you guys listening know that horrible empty feeling of just feeling like you don't have a purpose and you don't have anything that brings you joy in your life. Um, so this was bad. This was really scary and just not like me. I, all growing up, I was called the sunshine girl. 
that was me and I wasn't sunshiny anymore which was pretty heartbreaking to myself and obviously those around me like my mom and my grandparents my sisters everyone could see it I I don't hide things easily and it was very evident that I was struggling so my mom in particular being the extremely dedicated mother that she is dove in to do everything she could do to help me um she would let me come home from school and to try to help me and do anything she could um she got me therapists and books and she would spend so much time with me because she was the only one I could talk to and I didn't have any friends and so we just would my whole time was spent with my mom and I became really close to her and she was my support during that time and for a long time thereafter that. As the fall continued into my sophomore year of high school, I continued to deteriorate and I actually ended up um, getting admitted to a hospital for a few weeks uh, for anorexia and being extremely underweight, my heart rate was so low, my body was shutting down. Just, I honestly couldn't believe I got there, but the eating disorder is so strong that it doesn't matter how how bad you know it is or how controlling it is of your life. You, it's so controlling that you can be, quote, conscious to it, but also not because it just it controls you and it bullies you. It bullies you. Oh my God. You can't fight it, honestly. You can. I mean, obviously, Exhibit A, I eventually fought it off, but it's it's fucking hard, bro. Oh my God. Especially when you're 15. Like, come on. I was in this hospital first for about two weeks. I had no freaking interest in getting better. They'd Oh, the hospital experience was so traumatizing. I couldn't eat with my parents. I had to like eat with nurses and they would watch my every move. And I just sat there depressed and expressionless for two weeks. I didn't talk to anyone. I got so angry at my dad a lot during that time because my dad and I's relationship took a while to develop um, after the divorce. And eating disorder makes you, or made me, act out. I was very emotional. I was very angry. And I just, again, wasn't myself. And I would get mad at people. I wanted to get mad. And I was mad at him. I would yell at doctors and nurses and anyone I could. And it was just, looking back, I am... I'm not horrified, honestly, (laughs) if I'm going to be completely honest. I... I say what I want and I speak my mind and that's that's cool to some extent. I don't condone screaming at professionals that are trying to help you. But what am I promoting here? This is that's not a good message. Scratch that. I was just angry and took it out on people that were trying to help. So essentially those two weeks were the most miserable of my life and they were hard. Hospital food is disgusting, Um, but I was discharged after a few weeks with the agreement that I would follow a meal plan, 
visit doctors multiple times a week, go to therapy, have weigh-ins, all that fun stuff. And I said, sure, of course, I can do that. Anything to keep me out of here. And boy, was I just lying through my teeth. I had no agenda of keeping with a meal plan. You couldn't make me gain weight. Oh my God, that's horrible. That's the worst thing in the world. The world, will, My world will end if I gain a pound. And so I didn't. I cheated my way out of a lot. Actually, long story short, found my way back in the hospital a couple weeks later. This time I was there for a few more weeks. And eventually I realized through talking to my parents and other people who had struggled with uh, eating disorders that I needed further help. So I packed my things and very much reluctantly went to Utah. I stayed in a treatment facility for almost eight months. I want to spend an episode talking more about that more in depth. I feel like I'm kind of zipping through that part of my life um, just because I, in the interest of time, in the interest of the theme of my episode, even though I feel as though I'm diving into my whole eating disorder situation. But yeah, I'd love to explain that more to you guys and that experience and what that was like because it's still holds a special place in my heart today and it always will and it's impacted a lot of who I am anyways carrying on I don't want to spend the whole time talking about my eating disorder even though it was a large part of my teen life only until about like a year and a half ago did I really not live according to my eating disorder and so that's why I feel a lot of this episode is me just talking about it anyways pressing on my sophomore year (laughs) pretty much the entirety of it was spent in Utah I did school remotely my teachers would send me work it was great I passed sophomore year that was awesome didn't think that was gonna happen I left in October for Utah I came back in May and I was there was a band-aid over my problems it was it was a band-aid I was weight restored everyone told me I looked so much better but in my head I looked terrible and I was uncomfortable boy was I uncomfortable I because I wasn't myself I didn't have anything back in Michigan to come back to from Utah so though my life out there seemed better and like I was healed which is a facade for anyone just so you know you're never magically healed and like I was quote better oh my god that's like my least favorite saying about eating disorders or any mental health oh my gosh you went to treatment are are you better you look better are you better no shut up no one's ever fixed it's a lifetime struggle and you just get stronger that's what it is you get stronger and you get resilient that's what should be said (laughs) let me know what you think about that one I think we should implement that this year so it was summertime again and a year prior I had slipped into my eating disorder and 
oh my gosh, it happened again over the summer. The summers when I was a kid honestly stunk for me because I didn't, well, when I was in, in high school because I just didn't have any friends and I wasn't spontaneous and I was just not in a good place to have a good summer. So the summers just symbolized a lot of suffering for me. And that's what happened again when I was 16. I spiraled downward again into my eating disorder. And it was, again, very painful. And this time it caused a lot of just tension with my mother and I because my mom, you know, doing everything she could to keep her daughter from slipping into this self-harmful mindset and lifestyle again just got angry and she wasn't angry at me she was angry at my eating disorder and she took it out on what felt like me we would scream and fight I would run away a lot and she'd say things I know she didn't mean it's kind of amazing how much eating disorders can tear apart a family. This was also the summer that my oldest sister left for college and change itself is hard, but change with an eating disorder is catastrophic and it's awful. And I was so upset when my sister left for college and I just was so sad. At that time, I wasn't that close with my younger sister. To give you some background, my older sister and I are 18 months apart, so not even two years. So you can imagine in our childhood and growing up, we were very close in age and therefore just close in our relationship. And I was the youngest for about three years. And then my younger sister came along and I was not happy. Um, so I kind of wasn't a fan of my younger sister for a while. Um, Genevieve, if you're listening, I like you now. Don't worry. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, so Ava, my older sister, went to college. And so then it was just me, my Genevieve, and my mom at home. And there was just too much focus on me, it felt like, or fall of my junior year. It was quite a lost time, if that makes sense. I tried so hard to fit in with a friend group that was nothing like me they just were the it crowd and glorified and the popular ones and they always had the best parties and they had the best clothes and all of the superficial stuff that I didn't I I haven't and never have and don't value but for some reason I just thought that would be the fix, just to hang out with this fun group of people. Maybe if I hung out with this fun group of people, it would make me fun and likable and make my life fun. That was my mentality, and it just left me more hurt than not. While they weren't, they weren't mean to me, they just weren't my people, and they were all close already and had their tight-knit friend group, and I kind of just floated in, so I wasn't really thought of. And that made me feel like shit. So I stopped hanging out with them after fall and went back to my eating disorder a lot harder because that's that's what I had. I was probably the smallest I ever had been. My 
junior year of high school. And junior year of high school, as I'm sure y'all know, if you have been through it or are going through it right now, is just literal hell. Um, The word college is triggering (laughs) when you're a junior. Nobody wants to hear about it. Freaking ACT, SAT, SAT, all this pressure. And it was just so painful and just and I was so anxious and rigid during that time that all that added pressure of what will the future look like and how will I pass this class and taking AP classes just created this storm this perfect beautiful gigantic fucking storm of pressure and it made me self-destruct personally that year was just so so bad i remember distinctly being very emotional and sensitive during that time and anything and everything made me mad and everything made me cry and i was so slave to my body thoughts and my food thoughts and i remember i kept this journal under my nightstand because often my thoughts, my running hamster wheel mind would keep me up at night. I could not silence it no matter what. I couldn't silence my mind. I remember this was before my 17th birthday. I was trying to plan what to do for my birthday and it was so stressful for me. It was stressful to plan my birthday, supposedly a fun day, even though all girls know that only hot girls cry on their birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, um, I remember later finding this journal like a couple years later, I think last year when I was home over Christmas, and I was mind blown, you guys. Oh my god. I'm not here to shame or beat my past self up because god i was struggling and i want to give myself a hug but oh my god i sounded literally insane i had minute by minute plans and i would scribble out something if it didn't fit and rewrite the list and scribble it out again and rewrite it again and just write how stressed i was and oh my god i have to eat this and this and this there's gonna be there might be cake here so i can't eat this here and when am i gonna get in like secret exercise and all of that and it was just not cool i don't know it just was not enjoyable that's not what life is and oh my goodness i wasn't living i see that now i couldn't i couldn't i didn't have the room to step back and see that i wasn't living back then but now that i am living i couldn't imagine ever being like that again my anxiety heightened junior during my junior year which i feel like is not too uncommon for anyone regardless if you have an eating disorder or not it's a nervous high pressure horrible time and we're so young when we go through it it's kind of amazing that 16 and 17 year olds are under all that pressure about their future when you're a kid you don't know what you want i'm sorry you might think you do i'm sure i did when i was 16 but i assure you uh my agenda has changed for life and i assure you if you are in high school now your agenda will probably change and i'm 20 and i'm positive my life plan is going to change maybe tomorrow maybe next week maybe in five minutes you know 
anyways, so the rigidity was insane my junior year and ended up back in the hospital and this was right before spring break and I was very worried that I wouldn't be able to go on my spring break because where was I going? I was going to Colorado. My mom and I had spent a lot of time my junior year uh, touring schools and figuring out where I wanted to go. That was if I could get well enough to leave Michigan. My parents were not going to let me go out of state if I wasn't stable, which I don't blame them. I visited Boston, schools in Boston, in December of my junior year. For some reason, thought that Boston was the place for me, even though I've never been a huge city person. And my mom went to school in Boston. And so honestly, it was just nice to go there because she got to show me around and it felt nice to have her go back with her daughter. I thought that was cool. But yeah, after that tour, I realized Boston was for me. So that's why we were going to Colorado. People always told me about Colorado College in Colorado Springs. I'll remark on that later. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we were going out. We were driving out there to tour the schools in Colorado. We had rented an Airbnb in Boulder. We had planned to road trip because my mom and I are road trip warriors. We call ourselves the gypsies. It's We love a good road trip. So being in the hospital a week prior was quite stressful. I was worried I wasn't going to be able to go and all of that. Luckily, I was. So that was such a relief. I needed an adventure. I needed some hope. And I'd say that's what Colorado gave me. Driving into Boulder, I immediately fell in love. I am... I found comfort in the mountains. I've always been a mountain girl. And it was very comforting to drive into Boulder and see that view. And I remember just being so in awe of everything around me. It just seemed like home. Honestly, it sounds really cheesy, but it like it did, I swear. And I would take myself out to walk around the neighborhood and down Pearl Street. Well, if you haven't been to Boulder, Pearl Street is a blast. It's just like an outdoor shopping situation. I actually work there now. Anyways, um, yeah, so I just spent time wandering around. And I believe the first school we visited was uh, Colorado State in Fort Collins, which is about an hour and a half away. And I loved it, honestly. I It was it's a great school. And I that was the first time I actually could see myself in a school people always tell you when you're visiting colleges that you'll know when it's right and I had so many misses in my life that I couldn't see how that was ever possible but then I went to Colorado State and I was like oh my god this is perfect I love it everyone here is so awesome I love the buildings this seems so sick I need to come here and then we went to downtown Fort Collins and that just made it better because it's so cute over there a lot of fun boutiques and cafes and restaurants and that was it I was I was literally sold the next day we went to Colorado College in Colorado Springs and no I don't want to shit on a university it's a very respectable school Let's just say it's not not my vibe. Um, it I'd say it's more if you're an introvert and you want to be in Colorado, 
check it out. It's that's probably your vibe. But Colorado College just was not my vibe. So at that time, out of the two schools, I was very drawn towards Colorado State. I had my mindset there. And I actually wasn't planning on visiting CU. I had this idea in my head just from the narrative of their people, which is a lesson, my dudes, that you should always experience things for yourself and not take other people's perspectives as the truth because you don't know what's skewing their opinions and their views and I say just see things out for yourself you'd be surprised because along with the story if if I hadn't scoped out Boulder for myself and just believed what I'd heard that it was snobby and full of trust funders and just a party school and all of this thing all, all of these negative opinions of it I would never have found my home so I ended up visiting Boulder I briefly just visited my friend that I mentioned earlier who I met in Costa Rica and just she she took us around for the day and I honestly thought it was great just from that little impromptu tour and then the next day before we left my mom suggested that we just go for it and take an official tour and see while we're out here see what it's about And so we did. And oof, I was sold. I remember just like walking up front with the tour guide and smiling as I looked everywhere. The buildings were so beautiful and everyone just seemed so happy. And I just kept envisioning myself walking along campus and just being able to see the beautiful flat irons every day and going from class to class and making my friends and this was where I was going to thrive this was where I was going to get my life back that's that's just the impression it left on me so I was determined it had to be see you it had to be that or actually it wasn't that straightforward if I'm being completely honest I actually was pretty torn between Colorado State and CU mainly because CU has an awful awful reputation of being overly image concerned and overly health obsessed and actually I learned in a nutrition class I took this year that CU has about oof I'm gonna get this statistic wrong I should look it up, but I believe it's about twice as many cases of eating disorders than any other university in the country, which is great for a girl struggling severely with anorexia. Of course, I'm drawn to that school. So that was honestly disappointing that a school, the one school that I really fell in love with, had that awful reputation that I had to take seriously being the place I was that summer leading into my senior year I actually that was probably one of the worst dips in my eating disorder in my life it got very bad I developed a little bit of binging over that summer and my weight continued to drop and I continued to spiral 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 downward and isolate And it was hard. 
even though I had a goal, Colorado, I couldn't seem to shake my eating disorder just yet. I wasn't ready to leave it just yet, but I was getting close. They always say the home stretch is the worst, and oh boy, it it certainly was. (laughs) That summer, I... Well, actually, I went to Bali that summer (laughs) with a lot of convincing to my parents, given the state I was in. I made a PowerPoint. Yeah, I was one of those kids. I still am one of those kids. If I want something, I will prove that I'm dedicated to it and I know what I'm doing. Not a bad tip because my parents let me go to Bali. (laughs) And I was in such a bad state that I actually had to get approved by my doctor to go. So, oof. Bali is a goal destination for so many people. And don't get me wrong, I am extremely lucky to have gone at 17 years old without my parents and I got to do so much. I like snorkeled every day. I learned how to free dive, which is essentially diving. It's kind of yoga in the water, if that makes sense. I don't know. I'll explain it some other time perhaps. Um, But we went canyoning and we did mud fighting. We stayed in yurts. We went to rice fields. We went surfing, banana boating. Oh my gosh, we did so much. We had lunch on a random island that we boated to one day that nobody lives on and we ate fruit and listened to jack johnson like come on that's a dream that's a dream you'd think right well on the outside it was great but i didn't enjoy it on the inside i was obsessed with my eating disorder and this just goes to show you it doesn't matter where you are you can't run away from your problems (laughs) i wish i could Also, the group I was with wasn't exactly my type of people. A lot of them are younger than me, and I've historically always had friends that are older than me. I've always been called an old soul. And so being with people that are younger than me is always a bit of a challenge. I just don't relate very well to people, even my age. Throughout high school, I never related to anyone my age. My friends are always older, so that's why progressively... As I went through high school, it got tougher because all my friends had graduated. Anyways, um, being in Bali with people younger than me and really deep in my eating disorder was so bad. It's just amazing how how much it affects everything about you. It affected my mindset. I couldn't be present. I try to live by the saying, be where your feet are, and that was not the case at all. I was just consumed And I was in this beautiful place, and all I could think about was, did I eat too much? Did I eat too little? Is my heart going to stop? I need to work off what I just ate. What are we going to have next? Oh my gosh, is it going to be another buffet? I'm not going to be able to control myself. How do I look in this bikini? Oh my God. And also, I was just so tired. In the summer in America, it's winter in Indonesia and in the Indian Ocean. So that shit was freezing. And for someone who has not a healthy amount of body weight on them, uh, the cold is literally lethal. Well, it's not literally lethal. I don't want to be dramatic, but it, it sucks is all I'm saying. It's unbearable. I was so cold. I couldn't surf for that long. I was weak. Oh my goodness, I was so weak. And all the activities we were doing, they were so amazing, but I was so tired I was not strong and I wasn't fueling myself. I didn't realize how much I had to fuel myself. And also, it was hot. So 
it was just not a good place for me. I wish I could go back there now. Maybe one day I will and experience it for real because I know I could enjoy it now. <laughs> and though it was an amazing place to be and I'll remember a lot of the sensations and everything there, it also was a hard time in my life that I kind of almost regret going on that trip during. Anyways, I don't like to focus on regrets. <laughs> That's not my thing. Anyways, I get into my senior year and I was, again, struggling. Okay, your first semester of your senior year of high school low-key sucks because you're applying to colleges and it's all anyone ever talks about. And I went to a really competitive school. It was a public school, but everyone's very competitive because I, it was a smart town I was in. It's Everyone is very well educated. I'm lucky to have grown up there. I realized that, but it was competitive. Oh my God. On the day that the University of Michigan <laughs> decisions would come out, our principal would have to come on the PA and remind everyone to be nice to each other. And I kid you not, I would see friendships end over U of M decisions. It was it was unreal. I didn't get it. Um, I'm not a Michigan fan, just for all of you to know. Great school. Not my not my cup of tea. My sister goes to Michigan State, so go, Spart- go Spartans. That's the only time you'll hear me say that. Ava, you are welcome. Sco buffs always. Yeah, so it was a stressful fall. My dog died, <laughs> which sounds kind of lame but if you ever had a dog imagine your dog freaking dying it sucks but that just kind of added to the shit that was the year I was so torn between choosing recovery and getting to go to Colorado or remaining in my eating disorder where I was comfortable keyword is comfortable it's hard to break out of that in an eating disorder I remember this car ride with my mom it was new year's eve 2019 right before 2020 (laughs) and we were driving to the mall my mom and i and she wanted me to have a snack on our way to the mall and that sounds really anticlimactic but as i've said a million freaking times literally make a drinking game out of how many times i say because of my eating disorder i had an eating disorder yeah she wanted me to have a snack and I didn't want to it was scary for me because in my mind I was thinking oh we have dinner early why would I have a snack right now and my mom told me she says do you want to go to Wayne State when Wayne State is a university in Detroit it's a great school but it's in Detroit which is literally 10 minutes from my house which is a no-go for me um she said all right like on the path you're on abby you're going to wayne state you can kiss colorado goodbye and that statement is what set me off in my mind internally i didn't respond i didn't yell but boy was i mad and that kind of inspired me to really get going on my recovery and actually A lot of my recovery happened over quarantine, which is kind of ironic. I know a lot of people slip into a bad place over quarantine. 
it still sucked for me. I cried every day. Oh my gosh, it was rough. But I had a lot of time to focus on myself. And I just really had a lot of time to reflect on what I valued and what I had to do. And I put on a little weight finally. And I finally started taking baby steps away from my eating disorder. Not a lot, but a little. I was moving in the right direction. And my check-ins with my doctor were going well. And I remember the day I told my family that I wanted to go to see you. I sat them down at the dinner table. We're all at dinner. And I said I had a little announcement. And I told my sisters, or I think I told Genevieve first. I, Genevieve was really involved in my life my senior year and she kind of knew everything just because she'd been on that journey with me she'd seen the school she'd been there through the ups and the downs and she was my buddy my senior year she was a freshman when I was a senior and we were really close and I sat my family down at the dinner table my dad came over for dinner that night and I said guys I want to go to see you and it was quiet my parents looked at each other my dad looked at me and he's like okay and I was so ecstatic I was like you're kidding I was like no freaking way and that was the night I committed and I just felt this wave of relief I was going to get out of Michigan and not only that I was going to live in Boulder oh my gosh long story short I'm here today my freshman year was tough kind of. Not really. I just came in still struggling a bit and I was still improving and I improved greatly, but it was hard. I moved away from my home. Everything about my life was different. Different people, different school, different way of life, different location. It was, everything was different and I had, it took me a while to adjust and I struggled with anxiety a lot, but I grew up eventually you get used to it and I did and I met the most amazing amazing people um two of which Cece and Ellie was my roommates and they're my best friends but people always say that the people you meet your freshman year don't really remain your friends well that's not the case for me all of my basically everyone I met my freshman year I'm still friends with today and a lot of them are best friends and I see them every weekend or at least every week and every day in cc and ellie's case my my brothers we're we're brothers here and i loved it so much out here and i realized that this is becoming my home that i convinced my parents to let me stay out here over the summer and they said yes because they realized you know there's nothing for me in michigan anymore and this is where i'm happy i got a job at free people movement shout out to my FP movement baddies. It's the first job I've actually liked and been friends with my coworkers at. They're amazing. They're my family. And I have it helped. Okay, this sounds really cheesy, but working there has really helped me develop my own sense of self. It's helped me learn how to talk to people because I talk, that's part of the job. I talk to people, I sell, and I connect with people on the daily. We have this thing where it's a daily connection and we write down in our email when we close 
a customer connection we made that day. So we thrive on talking to people and it's helped me develop my own sense of style. I've gotten more creative and just bold and I'm not afraid to wear what I want to wear anymore. It's amazing how the little things about me have changed well along with along with big things but just little things that add up like oh I don't worry about what to wear every day because I know what I like to wear and I know what makes me feel my best I always thought I was an introvert growing up and I've realized that is so not the case I love to go out and talk to people and this has been where sunshine girl got her sunshine back and this is home. Boulder is my home. I'll certainly go more into my life here in Colorado later on because there's so much to talk about and just my personal growth and maturing and just what life is like here and how my life has changed for the better. And I'm going to get into that. But the biggest takeaway that I have from being here is that there is a place for everyone and there are people for everyone and you'll find that if you put yourself out there you have to make one small bold step that'll lead to so many changes. I took the risk of moving out here when I was still struggling and it could have turned out really bad. I came out here alone but luckily it didn't because everything happens for a reason. I don't regret or I don't wish I never, that makes sense. I don't wish, whatever. I don't wish that I never had my eating disorder because it's built me into the woman I am today. And everything that's happened in my life has led to where I am now. And I'm very happy with where I am now. I'm still growing. Oh my gosh. I'm still growing. I still fuck up on the daily. I go through the motions every day. Trust me. I'm I'm an optimist, but I'm not like happy all the freaking time. I'm human. But all in all, I'm happy and I'm willing to grow and to learn. I'm glad you guys are buckling up for this ride with me. I think it's going to be great. I know this was kind of all over the place for my first episode, but I am all over the place in general. I My feet are never in one spot. I am always on the go. That I just like to experience things and what life is so great. Like I don't want to stop for a minute, which I should sometimes. I'm rambling on again. I'm a rambler. I'm sorry. But if you followed me, good for you. Good for you, dude. Proud of you all. Anyways, I'm so stoked that y'all are here to join me on this messy and crazy and wild and beautiful ride and i can't wait to just do this every freaking week with y'all it's gonna be so great until next time my dudes i hope you all have a day of solid vibes love all the love see ya